Hey everyone, um, welcome back. It's been really nice. We haven't seen you in a little bit. Um, Over the Bridge podcast episode, what is this, 15, 14 of season three? Yeah, we're um, season three. We, we, just, we just keep going with season three. And we're deep in season three, yeah. yeah. Um, today, what would be wicked to talk about is there's been a lot of stuff in the news about like Cambridge. And actually, we started this podcast talking about the university we went to. Um, and the reasons why the university we went to was a question for some of us in some of our heads. There's been something in the papers about how there is a narrative about Cambridge being a slave trader owner. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we get into it, everyone say hello. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Yo, what's good, everyone? Yeah, what's what's good, good. All right. All right, sweet, everyone. Man. It's good. It's, when was the last time all four of us have been? I don't know, man. It's over been a, a while, month, over a month. It's yeah. been a long time. Been a couple of weeks. Some of us have been doing some jet setting and whatnot, and primarily yeah. Bilal, you know. Um, Tom, I saw you in San Francisco. I know. Today. I know. No, that wasn't even supposed to happen, but it did. I'm glad it did. I spent a nice day in San Francisco. Got Patrick, Bridge. you've been doing something as well. Just been um, been out here, really, man. Archie. Yeah. Um, one of my friends from Brazil visited this week, so I've just oh, yeah. been doing tour guides. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing your Instagram. Pictures man. and videos and that. Yeah, man. You chilling out in Pop Brixton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I took her to real Brixton, but we, we ended up there because um, we got some jerk chicken from a trailer nearby and there was nowhere else to eat, so we just sat in there. But, was that the first time in the country for her? First time out of South America, I think. Did you take her to refill? Yeah. We were going to go to Refill. Refill's a... Um, but we went past this trailer. Patrick then went to Pop Brixton, though. Pop Brixton. No, we went past this... You know, like, they just have trailers on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were on our way to Refill, and then there was just, like, a trailer there that was in jerk chicken, and it smelled really good. And in the end, we got it, and it was it was it's nice. I remember, so, yeah. I remember going to Refill a couple of weeks ago. Meet Is that the one mates. off Acolene? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just off Acolene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Went there when... Um, there was a tribute for Cadet in, in, I think, somewhere in Brixton. Oh, exactly. Rest in peace. And oh, yeah. the place was so busy, but the food was delicious. Yeah, after yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the place to go. Delicious, 100%. delicious. Um, I just refill in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Um, but let's get into the discussion. So well, I want to know what Quakey's been I lie, you don't care what happened. Why are you not asking No one cares what Quakey's like, Come on, man. Nobody cares. No one cares I do care, me. man. Quakey, go on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've been I've been out here chilling. I've oh, yeah, you got a new job, innit? Based. Yeah, I got a new job. Shout out Wise. Yo, congratulations. Congratulations. I had my last day on Thursday at my previous employer. That was... Bit of tears. Nah, well, nah, it, it was a lot more emotional than I anticipated. Mm. I thought I'd be like, ah, boom, boom, boom. And it didn't really hit me until we had a leaving lunch. Um, and then after that, CEO, everyone was giving little speeches. My CEO gave a speech, delivery manager gave a speech. I had to give an impromptu one. I didn't even plan it out. Really? I just, yeah, I just spoke from the heart, whatever. But no, it was cool. I've been there. I was, I'd been there for like quite a, lo- a long time mm. as, as far as like millennial ages go. <laughs> I was there for the three years and it was just like 10 years. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time, man. That's yeah. the magic marker, isn't it? Doing three years and then you sort of think about. Yeah, you're the old dude there. Yeah. Legit. I was, I was, I'd been there longer than the CEO. Mad. You know oh my mean? God. Yeah. I'd kind of seen it grow from a team of five people up until like 20. So it's like a team of 20 now. But mm. no, I was. It was so it was what, what made you quit? Um, it was just that timing. I think I just wanted a new challenge. Um, Wanted to work more so in the kind of 
entrepreneurial space because obviously that's what I'm involved with outside of work. Up a group. You get me? So it just it just made sense to I don't know. I think with this role is, is less separation, less compartmentalization mm. of my life. Cause mm. you know what I mean? There's a lot more synchronicity with what I'm doing outside of work and yeah. what I'm doing inside of work. So no, it's sweet, man. I'm I'm with a very diverse team. Um shout out Deborah, shout out uh <laughs> Taz, shout out James, get me. James sounds Good people. mad diverse himself. Uh, he's actually He's a white guy in it But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout him anyway he's, he's about it See everyone's cool And then oh, you guys are, You guys have restocked at Dapper Chocolates No? Yeah we're back in business I had, no, This morning I did a mad delivery I dropped off like 20 orders Wow I need to get my orders man. in actually so. I need yeah. to buy When you say you dropped I need to buy some chocolate myself You, you went like door to door And dropped them off Nah 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 you got like Posted a, them Yeah okay. So you've got a drop and go account So you can just come with a bag Empty mm. it. They take care of it. I have to like cool. sit around. So you know when Patrick didn't want to hear what Quaku's doing, everything's like, going on. <laughs> no, it's not that I didn't want to know. I thought you did a re up on the chocolate, man. Like, I was I, honestly, I was I wasn't paying attention when you were talk, when you were all talking. So I thought he'd already said his thing. Wow. wow. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Um, about it. just didn't it. But no, <laughs> you know, man. No, we always we no always one. catch up before we start recording. So true. I thought that. He'd already we, said we, it. On we had a caught up though. Like, no, but we knew that. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. That's all right, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, can we get into the? We, we, can, we, we can, can get into it now. Into yeah. it. Go on then. Get into it. Um, it seems like you're bit adamant to get into this, so let's talk about. That's this. why we're here, isn't it? That's why we're here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this week Cambridge University has been in the news um, because it has uh, launched an investigation into its role and. Um, its role in the slave trade and how it may have benefited from it. Um, so this sort of comes um, at a time when other British universities um, are looking into their 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 past, their their connections with slavery. Um, and yeah, there's been a lot said about it, um, sort of from across all across the spectrum, really, um, from people that have said, you know, it's about time that this is happening, to those that are saying, well, it's sort of you know, maybe too little, too late, or it's a good start, but there needs to be more. To others that are saying, well, this is just a PR exercise. So, um, mm. yeah, all of us went there. Um, so I thought, you know, we should have something to say about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. I don't, I, I mean, to be honest, the idea of it sounds like, you know, it, it's in the right place. But then at the same time, there's there's been people that said that it's kind of like virtual signaling, um, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I feel like mm. if they're going to do it, mm. it has to, it, this isn't just like an isolated thing. This is like, this should be just the beginning of a process of decolonization. But like, do you not think, like what you said was like a lot of universities are doing <coughs> this. Do you not think all universities in the UK, by virtue of them being in the UK, meant they had to be part of the slave trade? Yeah, of course. I think like any British institution that predates, you know, the, I mean, even modern institutions talk about, you know, wealth, generational wealth, whatever. Mm. But any British institution, public institution, private mm. institution, to be honest, like mm. they would have benefited from the wealth that the British Empire acquired during slavery, but also uh, uh, the colonial period as well, which I feel, I was saying this before we went on air, I feel like there is a little bit of conflation between slavery and colonialism. While they are linked, they're not exactly the same mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. And I feel like mm -hmm. people kind of forget that. Um, Colonial project and the transatlantic slave project are totally different projects. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think whenever discussions come up around reparations, 
um, it often goes like straight to slavery. And then mm-hmm. the easy sort of um, pushback is, oh, it was so long ago. Mm. Um, and but like, it, there's no, like, we're not going to, like, n- we're not saying, and I don't want us in this podcast, I hope, to be saying that like either of them, like one's worse than the other one. No, no, and that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I was about to say. It's just making the distinction. What I was saying is that when people immediately sort of... Um, their knee-jerk reaction to slavery is that it was so long ago. Mm. I mean, they'll probably think, okay, well, slavery was abolished in the UK um, in 1833. That's when the um, the abolishment of slavery act actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the slave trade, the abolishment of slave trade was actually 1807. So people were like, okay, that's, mm. that's almost 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is, yeah, 200 years ago, 1807. But colonialism is something that existed, you know, well into the 20th century. Like when our parents were born, they were yeah. born in the British Empire. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, they, our, our, our country okay, won. So can you tell us countries. a little bit more? Like what's, what's the uni actually like looking into? What's the uni doing? Um, so they are going through um, archives, historical documents uh, to ascertain how much the university benefited from the slave trade. And there's been talk of- In what ways? What do you mean? What financially and oh, financially. I think well, how they benefited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they actually trying to come up with a figure. Do you know, or was it just more? I mean, to be honest, I, I've read a bit about it, and I've not seen anyone say, you know, we're looking see, you know, in yeah, terms I, of. I don't think they've released the specifics of what they're necessarily trying to achieve, apart from the fact that they are trying to investigate it. Yeah, and the benefits. What What is clear, and what I do know, is that um, they are not investigating um, the colleges, which. I don't know if all of our uh, listeners know this, yeah. but uh, Cambridge is made up of uh, thirty odd, thirty odd yeah, yeah. colleges. Mm. I think it's like 35, 36 colleges, mm. um, and they each kind of they 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 govern themselves, but they all belong to the university. Um, so they make up the university, and then there's the sort of the central university faculties and whatever else. Um, but much of the university's wealth is tied up in the colleges, so. Um, a lot of people said that they've missed a mark with that as well, um, that they should be looking into the colleges as well, because if you really want to examine Cambridge wealth, um, especially how it may have benefited from the slave trade, mm. you have to look at the colleges. Because my understanding to that point is that the different colleges have uh, different endowments yep. Yep. to different quantums as mm. well. So some colleges, especially some of the more older, mm. more traditional colleges, by that I sort of mean like King's, Trinity, etc. Yep. Uh, House to a different... House is the oldest, right? Yeah, it's the college, oldest. Yeah. So oldest and of, smallest, don't yeah. So, But per capita, it yeah. is up there. Um, as far as like... Don't they down. breed like a hell of a lot of Tories? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Tories politicians is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Michael, college. shout out Kweku. Yeah, man. Fun times. Tolu as well. We got yeah. Them, but, them so Tories. It, <laughs> <laughs> Tory friends, you know. <laughs> so to oh god um no so, so they're different they're, they're different um levels of endowments that different yeah. colleges have and uh, part of me yeah. feels like that, that's kind of the reason why they well one of the reasons they will cite as to why they can't investigate all the different colleges because they all have their own you know they're, they're all governed independently yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean i agree i mean it was um professor Gopal of um, Churchill, Churchill College. Mm. She's an English lecturer. And she was basically saying, you know, like you can't conduct this inve- investigation and not look into the colleges. It's kind mm-hmm. of, it, lo- it smacks of a PR exercise. Mm. Trevor Phillips as well came out and said that, um, again, it's kind of like virtual signaling. Trevor Phillips is um, one of the UK's leading um, equal rights campaigners. He's a black guy. Um, yeah, so 
There's been a lot of kind of yeah, yeah, a lot of debate. Um, so, so why do you think is now do? Why now? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, is it is it more so that there's because con- con- um, contextually is there been a lot of discussion around? I think the slave trade. I, or what? I think in the United States, there's been a lot going on. Um, there's been similar discussions and similar investigations at universities in the United States. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the Roads Must Fall um, yeah, movement yeah. as and well back in 2015. Yeah. yeah. So that started off in South Africa, I think. Mm. Mm. Actually, could you, could you give some context to what that is? Yeah, so Cecil Rhodes um, was a um, colonial bastard, if you will. <laughs> no, he was, he was a politician and actually his name was um, given to Zimbabwe's colonial name. Rhodesia. Rhodesia. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was a colonialist. Rhodesia. Yeah, Rhodesia, yeah. Rhodesia. Um, and his statues were sort of they I mean they're all over the Western world, mm-hmm. South Africa. I they assume maybe they tore down all the ones in Zimbabwe. Um in uh Oxford as well, and I think even in the United States. So Rhodes Must Fall, that was in 2015. Uh, and that was it started off the discussion of, you know, like the legacy of colonialism. But do you see again like there's this conflation between wasn't, colonialism and slavery? Like yeah. wasn't there this wasn't there this black guy? Mm-hmm. Who went to Oxford from South Africa under a Rhodes scholarship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and made a massive hoo ha about the racism of Rhodes, but he was still there under a Rhodes scholarship, which I have no problem with, by the way. But I'm just saying, like the kind of I vaguely remember. You, that. I, I can't remember it vaguely, but, but there was a guy. I mean, it's just it's just a soundbite I'm adding, and it doesn't yeah. contribute to this like, whatsoever. But you know, but the mad thing is, like that, the but, fact yeah. that you have the own probably. The only reason that he could get into that uni was because of this scholarship, which is a Rhodes scholarship, which is probably I don't know I don't know the the criteria for it, but it's probably saying, oh, we want to help. Yeah, but maybe. Then, uh, maybe. How is it actually? How are the funds actually generated? But I mean, it could just be a scholarship with Rhodes as a figurehead, as, 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 as the as name. name. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like something is a thing where like, Rhodes. This is the thing. Like, would you take money from a place which is a bad place if it's money in the first place? Well, I mean, me personally, I think I would because it's like, well, that's my reparations, isn't it? Like that money, that wealth is there so because it's, like, it's almost it's almost like asking a question of. Um, it's like, would I get an OBE? Yeah. I, I was going to yeah. say, it's, it's like, would you see a, a Jewish person driving a German car? Some people do. Yeah, some well, people don't. Because, no, 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 the reason why I say that is because... Um, oh, here we go. What? No, no, I want to No, no, that. wait, wait, wait. No, because you, you <laughs> know... I'm, you I'm know, joking. You know that you know, like, during the period of the Holocaust and all that, there yeah. were these massive German Company industrial Stanford. companies yeah, yeah, yeah. that... So, you know, Diamond Siemens Benz, is one of Siemens is definitely one yeah. of the Hugo, BMW. Yeah. All of these big German companies and and you know, most of us we love their branding now, but some people but like, what would, do you take would not from swear your, what do you take it. from your oppressor that's like too much? Like is money from your oppressor actually like useful? Or is money from your oppressor just like like are you actually doing anything like to fight the system or are you just if you're like, taking take, money from it? Yeah. I mean, if you like I said, to me it's I don't know, maybe reparations isn't the right word, but I personally don't have any qualms with it because it's like that wealth is there because it was taken from somewhere else. And like, if I were to accept something like that, I would see it as, you know, me being able to actually, I don't know, sort of change the kind of, 
like accept the wealth, but then actually do something with it rather mm. than just mm. just benefit from it. Um, and I and I feel like that's why this sort of investigation into the university Cambridge University's role in the slave trade is important because it will start to. The, so the guy that's heading up the commission, um, I think his name is Professor Millet. He said that it's not just going to be about like finding, like you know, like how much in terms of like financial terms, how much they the they benefited yeah, from, yeah. but also looking to. Um, change the legacy of that. So like buildings um, that may have been named after mm-hmm. um, slave owners or people that benefited from slavery, they will look to change that because um, yeah. that's happened in the United States already. Mm. Um, and even like looking to start up a reparations fund. I read that in one of the articles, but like the way it was worded was a bit off to me because mm. the reparations um, fund was like for ethnic minority students. Yeah. It's let's be specific what, about- about yeah, the, yeah. which which ethnic minorities, but but then again, that opens up itself a kind of um, a, a tricky question because if we are going to look at the African diaspora, are we going to say, well, are we only going to? Is it something that's only going to benefit the this descendants of enslaved people, mm. or are we going to? Um, is it going to benefit um, subjects of the former colonial powers? Yeah. Which colonial powers? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's mess. very, it's, it's a, mess. it's very messy. So that's why I, th- I feel like it needs the the terms need to be really super clear about this is slavery and this is colonialism and not conflate the two. Do you think that um, whatever conclusions they come to, whenever they do, if they even come, it's to two years by the way. Two, the okay, investigation. thank you, yeah. thank you. Um, do you think after the the two year kind of investigation period that it leads to any form of change in the education, particularly more on? the art side of things. So things are yeah. taught much less from a kind of ivory tower perspective as I've heard like a lot of people who studied more arty subjects in Cambridge have often spoken about how things are taught from this kind of weird mm-hmm. ivory tower perspective. I don't know if yeah. I wouldn't even say it's that just the, the art, that I wouldn't say it's just the artsy subjects like um like all of these all of these subjects are affected by a legacy of, you know, uh scientific Thought of you know Western scientific science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the arts, humanities, sciences as well. Um, how do you how do you change maths? How that's what that's what, that's what that's 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 why I was thinking it was more art because I'm like, mm-hmm. how are you going to change the mathematical curriculum based on some well, investigation? You maybe do you maybe, know what I mean? maybe maths is not the best example, but um, like maths maths how it's applied in economics or do you see what I mean? Like yeah, economics yeah, yeah. is another one. Like there's it isn't just like you know all of these um, subjects. My point is that this is latent. Like this is, you know, we're talking about a, a legacy of of a thought and um, um, and placing uh, can we, can we, emphasis yeah. on Western thought. Can we mm-hmm. take a Can we take a step back? Mm-hmm. I think it's useful for us to even talk about what do we mean by decolonizing the curriculum. Mm, mm. Like, what does that even mean? Mm. I, I think. I think. Like, what is what is the current curriculum? Like, why do we need to Well, I think, I think things are taught from a very... Um, and I've seen things taught from a very waspy angle sometimes. Mm. Um, what do you mean by waspy just for... Well, wasp, for anyone that doesn't know, um, is white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Um, I think it's probably a term is used more... In the United States. In the States, and it is here. But I, I, I like using the term. Or you could say old male pale and stale if, you, if you're here. Um but I think there's a lot of the curriculum sometimes, and this is why I say, especially more on the art side, that's often taught from that perspective. Yeah. Um, for example, I remember, uh, and, and if any if anyone tries to teach from a perspective which is anything different, mm. 
you're sort of criticized, or the lecturers are often criticized for it. So I remember having a lecturer in like development, Hajun Chang. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. What, well, he actually lectured you? No, uh, I had a couple of lectures from him actually. Oh, well, I didn't do development, but I went to see him because I like this guy, Hajun yeah, Chang. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's this famous economist yeah. that talks about development and stuff. Mm-hmm. And anytime he tried to talk about something different or looking at kind of different ways of doing things or challenging the ideas of, say, like microfinancing or something, mm-hmm. whenever he would try and work on that, type of curriculum he'd always been shunned by the economic community and say actually go on you do something a bit more serious do you know what I mean as opposed to trying to look at quote softer unquote things and so you know why don't you look at you know why don't you look at I don't know how the monetary system works or something because apparently that's the most important thing in the world there were haters that's that's how that's how I can just like sum it is that there is my director of studies yeah. yeah you probably know is he was he was kind of leading up on industrial economics but, oh yeah i don't want to yeah, say his yeah, name yeah, but you yeah, know yeah, yeah yeah i know who he, is. he fully just was just, didn't like him he didn't like him didn't bro he, he said oh yeah he's a bit more of a, like a celebrity da, 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 as opposed to like like you're saying like a serious mm. economist but yeah. because he's his whole thing was around how um kind of like the whole laissez faire um western for economics around um, developing through open trade and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, How, it doesn't work. Not just that it doesn't work, but it's hypocritical because the Western economies developed mainly under yeah. protectionism. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like they had high um, tariff rates. Yeah. They, they um, had certain domestic industries that they protected and allowed, allowed to flourish without competition from outside. Yeah. And now they're trying to dictate to... Yeah. Countries within Africa and South America, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like one of my big criticisms of the way, um, like the Western world looks at um, China, for example, mm-hmm. because it's almost like China is now having this its kind of industrial revolution of its own, but it's like the fourth industrial revolution. Now, mm. now for anyone who doesn't know what the fourth industrial revolution is, it's basically using like the internet of things and making things smarter, making yep. machines smarter. The tech and, and, yeah, revolution. the tech revolution. Yep. People call it industry 4.0 or something. Um, now, the problem that often I find is that the world seems to have a problem that China is using techniques once used by the Western world at large or say like the UK with the industrial revolution and, mm. you know, like no one had a problem back then with kind of emissions. Or not anyone was conscious of it back then or I'm pretty sure people were, but people are like, no, China, you can't develop in the same way that we once did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that's the, that's what I mean by kind of, as Quaker said, the kind of hypocrisy that we often see is we did this, you can't do this. You can't yeah. develop in the same way. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of the, the point I'm coming from. If that yeah. makes any yeah. sense. What does that yeah. mean for like the curriculum? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think we've, you, you spoke about decolonization and like, what does, what does that even mean? Uh, I personally think that decolonization starts with history. You have to have a revision of history and understand. Mm. So this is why I feel like this this um, exercise by Cambridge University, um, if it's done properly, I think is a good thing because it you need to look at your history and be able to understand it first and understand um, the legacy of that history before you're able to actually move forward yeah. uh, and start to um, decolonize or shall we say um, revise uh, your curriculum, revise um, how things are taught um, and and also um, look to making institutions uh, a lot more, uh, what's the word? Um, accepting, shall yeah. we say, of yeah. non-white bodies. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think for me, decolonization starts with you have to look at the history first because you have, 
history is although it's not about like who did right and who 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 did wrong because you know that like, you know human beings are complicated human well, history is complicated history is about who writes it but the thing yeah. but this is the thing it does actually come back to you know who was the who was the the it's you know the, the moral arbiter who was the good person do you remember what it was about so that's why when we when we think of you know like evil despots or yeah, yeah. Uh, we think of um tyrants or whatever <coughs> else we don't we we automatically think of you know your Hitlers yeah. or your Maos or your do you know what I mean yeah, and, yeah. and we don't stop to think okay well you know concentration camps were a British invention um, mm. they were invented in the nineteenth century mm. um, they were used in Kenya they were used in in South Africa as well mm. during the Boer War like we I think it's really important that we reassess our history so that we're able to understand our present and why we are where we are. and I and slightly off topic but I feel like that's why Brexit for me um, a lot of the country's like misunderstanding of the UK's importance stems from m- most people oh, not understanding so, the country's so, history so, 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 so is decolonization mm. to you more about giving history back to people who didn't write history um, I think it's an element of that I think in order for decolonization to happen you need to have a revision of history and and a revision of history is, is something that happens all the time in 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 um his um historiographical oh what's the word yeah historiography yeah, yeah in historiography you need to have um like revisionism is something that you know it's it's a wave it comes well, that's that's people, the first that's like keep, the first the first rule of history somebody said to me is thesis plus antithesis mm. or one plus the opposite of that one creates synthesis and creates something new and that's how that's mm. the that's the formula for revision in mm-hmm. history it's mm-hmm. kind of but, like do you know if, Sorry, like, listen to this. Do you not just think it's, like, bare idealistic that, like, suddenly you can rewrite history? It's not about necessarily no, no, rewriting history. Yeah. It's reinterpreting history. Mm. So when... Changing the when you When you... Because when you, I, I did one history paper at, um, at Cambridge. And with history, you examine historical sources. And then you look at the secondary sources, which are people's interpretation interpretations of those sources. So what I'm talking about here is those secondary sources. Mm-hmm. So looking at facts, figures, looking at because what you have in history is like the 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 data, and then you have the narrative. And what we're I guess what we're discussing right now in terms of decolonization is revising that that narrative. This, this reminds okay, me. Okay, so a I'm an old white man. Yeah, I've been told throughout history that like my ancestors did really well, and they were the ones who's like actually. William Wilberforce, like, was the one who did slavery. Um, did abolish slavery. He's the one who abolished slavery. Suddenly I'm told that's not the case. Yeah. Why would I think that decolonizing history mm. and decolonizing the curriculum is a useful thing to do? Um, that's a good question. If they have inte- <clears throat> excuse me, intellectual integrity, mm. then... The truth and the facts of the matter should take precedent over their feelings and their sentiment towards um, a perspective that they've been handed down to them. Although that is difficult. To I mean, that's which is yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's very fanciful to think. And to be honest, most people, you know, most people aren't like that. I think it isn't so much about um, you know trying to encourage people to kind of be like, yeah, like you know, it's time to revise history. It's it's more about it's more about hegemony and power. I think. Um, and it's more about um, like the will of people, like having enough people behind an idea to make things change. 
I think that's what brings about change and it will be at the expense of people that don't that don't see any any benefit for it. The other thing as well, um when you like so you used um William Wilberforce as an example as he was the one that abolished slavery. Um obviously most of us listening all of us in the in the studio here know that you know it wasn't down to William Wilberforce even though the abolitionists played a huge part in the abolition of slavery or they played a part. Um one of the biggest arguments for the abolition of slavery um, in among the Western powers is actually um, Haiti's um, victory against the French in the Haitian Revolution. That um, that was almost like a domino effect for everything basically falling down in um, in the Western slave trade. But I think when you sort of you sort of step away from these like kind of white white saviorist narratives and whatever, and actually look at the facts, it helps you to understand the broader context of history that's going on at the time. Because if it's just like, oh, William Wilberforce abolished slavery. Oh, how did he do that? Oh, he campaigned loads. And, you know, the white people in England thought, oh, yeah, he speaks really well. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Without without examining the economics, without examining the geopolitical... um, the geopolitical consequences, I... So after the Haitian Revolution... um, the French had to sell um, their portion of um, in in the New World in the United States to the United States, if that makes sense. So yeah, they had yeah. a large portion and called Louisiana. Lu- so yeah, yeah Louisiana, Louisiana, the state today um, is a tiny portion of the French um, uh, the French possession in North America. Mm-hmm. It started from there, went up right through the Central North American continent up until I think it went all the way up into Canada. And that's why you have um, French Canada as well, like Quebec and all that. But they had a large portion of North America and they had to sell that to the United States in the Louisiana Purchase. And that's because they had bankrupted themselves. At least they'd spent loads of money um, in Haiti fighting, trying to fight the revolution, which they lost. And and they had the Napoleonic Wars in Europe. So do you see what I mean? Like all of these things are interconnected. And if you Mm -hmm. just teach this kind of, oh yeah, William Wilberforce, he campaigned loads and white people bought it and they were like, yeah, let's but stop like, this. It, do you see what I mean? It's yeah, very, no, it's no, very of course, of course. If you, if you teach this, like nobody sees the full lens. Mm. And if you come back to today, yeah. why do you think right now there's a real reason and like a real like impetus on us decolonizing the curriculum? Like why do you think it's important today, right now? Because society is changing and I think... Um, do you think society... I mean, no, I mean, yes, society is changing. Demographically. I was going to say... Yeah. No, 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 it's true. It's just, I mean... Um, I always laugh when I look at the, you know, the UK ethnicity forms and you've got so many ethnicities to fill in like white and mixed whatever or, you know, black African, black Caribbean or whatever. So, I mean, and that probably wasn't the case how many years ago. Probably not to sign that in the census. So yes, demographics are changing. But Mm. do you think that um, a lot of these things um, in terms of, these investigations, uh, this talk of like a hundred million reparation fund, I can't remember which university brought it up, but- um, University of East was, London. Oh, yeah, East London. Thank it. you. Um, do you think it's because like the powers that be uh, are concerned about some kind of social revolution um, of some sort? And I, I, I don't know from what angle, but just concerned. It's almost like, you know how in a wider sense, like, Politicians are almost worried about the kind of north-south divide, London versus everywhere else being neglected, and now everybody's worried and stuff like that. And and politicians thought that they could get away by putting a Brexit vote, thinking nobody would vote for the thing. 
Um, do you think people are concerned about some kind of social revolution that people actually become wiser? Almost what I hear about is happening in China. This middle class people are growing, yeah. realizing that there's such a thing as censorship and thinking actually, well, is this thing in China as great as... So the fear mongering of the growing middle class. That, well, yeah, in China. Sort of, yeah. I mean, for China, yes. But just, I mean, generally here, like... Do you th- the do population I think we're getting these kind informed. of things? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, to be honest, I think ruling classes, governments, they're always, you know, hyper aware of that, the danger of, you know, information. And I think that's why... Um, like the powers that be, the yeah. land like, and gentry. And, and in relation, you talk about this in relation to the decolonizing of the curriculum. Not even like, just that, because that's that's just one aspect. Yeah. They just mean a sort of, just mm. like a wider, like, bigger picture would thing. Would that you know? be, but I'm, I'm thinking about it in, in You that, think that people, context, you, you think like, that, you know. Would it, would it frighten people if suddenly they knew their real history? Do you think it's, it's almost like this? Let me, let me put it this way. You think that the, the, the press and several people that be are happy that there's even a mixed race uh, princess up at Clarence, uh, wherever, wherever she is. But do you think that- She's you in Croydon having a baby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you honestly think that people are happy about that? No, I mean, no. Do you know I mean, it's kind of like that. That's what that's the yeah. kind of angle I'm coming from. Do you know what I mean? It's a wider thing. But what I mean, moving away from the education, the, the Ivy Tower thing, just a wider thing as to why are we said. What's the function of like telling people that their history is a good one, right? Which is what we've been doing in this country, or a falsehood now, or yeah. people trying to say it's now a falsehood. And to, to me, some the, extent. the function of it is like telling people, well, like you have to be a good people. Like you have, like you are a good people. You you you're from a from a, like a ruling empire, good people nation. Mm. Like you're from a nation that went and did a colonial project in a good, like like you're in the spirit of goodness, mm. which is the way that it's told, right? In the spirit of like we're, we're coming to help, we're doing this, mm. da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and like there's a there's a function of like retelling history in a, in like a for a purpose, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you're asking, what do you history, think that history, purpose is? History is yeah. very political. Um, of course, I, it is. I think it's about maintaining the status quo. Of course, it is. So, like, if, like Bilal was saying, like, if if you if you've grown up thinking, you know, the British Empire was this great thing, you know, that you know it was um, morally upstanding and all this stuff, um, the legacy of that and your present, um, you feel good about it because yeah, national pride. It's it, it's it's national pride, but also your understanding of the world. Makes like your um the uh what's the word uh like your I guess your bigotry or biases or whatever all of that is upheld mm. by that that history is validated. So why are Africans poor? Oh, well, they're, they're poor because you know they just don't know how to look after themselves, and that's why we have yeah. you know Red Nose Day, and we got to help out the poor Africans because they don't know what they're doing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm speaking in another voice. No, 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 I know. We, yeah. we, we, we're not. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that you've had to make that very clear. <laughs> no, just to be abundantly Help clear. Poor Africans, but friend. Do, you, do you see what I mean? Like, so when when you have Red Nose Day on TV, that's why people are like, well, how dare you criticize Red, Red Nose Day? Because you know we're just helping them without even kind of stopping to think. Okay, well, hold on a minute. You know, how have how has um, you know these charitable um, projects helped? In um, these developing nations, mm. why are these developing nations developing in the first place? Why are why are they in this? Di- when you start to ask these questions, your whole present 
mm. your understanding of the world and why it is the way it is starts to crumble. Mm. So yeah, of course, like people are going to be very, that's, that's why there is a backlash. That's why people are saying, oh yeah, you know, like this is virtual signaling. And I mean, there are valid um, arguments that say that it is virtual signaling. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of people, their knee-jerk reaction is to be like, oh, I don't understand why they're doing this. Yeah. So, There's snowflakes, blah blah blah. It's so, like, well, why are you afraid of? Inf- why are you afraid of looking at history? So, I don't because it reflects are, directly yeah. on themselves. Yeah, like, people, exactly. like, it's, it's because it's like not your history. That's to me. So that again, it it's because it's not your history. What do you mean? It's like I'm afraid of looking at history and revising history because it's I've now need to see history from a lens that's not mine. Yep. That's yeah. that's again it that's is. It. because it's, again it's taking you out of the center of the world narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean um, look Winston Churchill had a a, a quote and it was a really it's a really good quote and he said uh, in the context of this anyway and he said history shall be kind to me for I shall be the one to write, write history. Mm-hmm. Um or write it. And, and he knew he knew it. He knew it. And you know it's kind of like people Herald Churchill is this wonderful man, but it's not to say he didn't do egregious things himself. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love and say he's the best, you know, best prime minister, and the man crossed party lines three times, went from but yellow like, to blue, and all this crap. And I've, I've you been, know, like it's funny that like at the moment there's a movement towards like rewriting history, which is so um, controversial. Like people are like, oh man, like why would you want to change controversial the in the eyes of who though? Mm. Yeah, so the person, who, who's so the, it controversial? Contra- for? Most likely controversial in the eyes of the person who feels that history does not need to be changed because the narrative suits them the most mm. yeah. and makes them feel the most as currently stands. Do, like that's a that's a no, big, but do you know yeah. what I mean? It's sort of like you, you talk. You like I, I've spoken to someone about this, mm. and we were talking about like minorities in the workplace, and not just talking about it with race, but even talking about it like in a gender sense as well, because yeah. in certain industries. Women are a big minority, do you know what I mean? Um, and talking about how, when you think about it, right, people's tra- um, progressions in careers, I was going to trace transformations, if you will, but sometimes it's not that large, but people's progressions in their careers. If you're some white middle-class kid that's never had to eat corned beef in their life, <laughs> right? Corn beef life, life gives you a conveyor belt. You go to school, your parents send you off to a nice private school, um, really good one. No, I'm not. I'm not sending shots to private school, by the way. No, send those no, shots. No, no, no. I'm not. There's no shots. But the conveyor belt. Patrick looks offended. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no but you no, hear, no. hear me out. You're like yeah. some white middle class kid. Parents does okay. Um, parents sends them on the, uh, to a good school. The good school is probably some conveyor belt to go to Oxford or Cambridge. Mm. They then do a standard, traditional degree, finance consultancy, law, whatever. They have the blinkers on. And they've never had to think about mm. anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've met I've met people I've met white people who are ignorant about things in the world, but I've also met white people who are conscious about things in the world. Mm. So I ain't taking shots at white people in its entirety. I'm just saying sometimes the conveyor belt makes people feel comfortable, yeah. and they can just sit and enjoy the ride. Privilege makes you blind. Of course it? it does. No, of course it does. We've we've discussed this about a million times, and mm. you see it as well, and you see it in people's attitudes, and you see it. I remember going to a birthday party with Bilal. Your birthday party, geez, you, you, you had birthday drinks a while back in London Bridge a while back. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Now I remember talking to, I never want to hot up any of your friends, but I, remember, oh, I can't even describe, but there was, there was, there was a, a couple there. We'll, we'll talk about this offline. There's a couple there. And 
have white friends, everyone, by the way. No, 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 but they, they weren't white. They were Asian. Or oh, one, 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 I can't even. I don't want to go. Hotting it off, innit? I don't yeah, even want to hot them up. up. I don't <laughs> want to hot them up. But they were. Just, I don't even have that many Asian friends. The way they, maybe it was at someone's. Oh, I can't even. Brother. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> let me carry on. Because I don't, don't want to. Anyway, the person suddenly, ah. Oh, like the first question I got was, oh, you're black and you went to Cambridge. How was it? And like, it was just mm. like, everyone else you spoke to, right? You asked them, how was the football? Or have you come from the pub? Or you've, these kind of questions. Mm. Oh, so that was like the first thing they kind of... Oh my God. Oh my God. And okay. they wanted to have a sudden conversation about mm. the privileges and da, 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 da. And oh, you shouldn't feel so lucky to have gone to Cambridge. You earned it as anyone. I didn't come in to... I, I came in to have a couple no of cans and celebrate a birthday. Yeah, no yeah. I didn't come there to have to talk about the politics of all of yeah, this I'm stuff. Sorry that yeah. happened. No, no, it's not your fault, obviously. You weren't even, you even you were just getting around to people at the time. And I just thought, and I, I, I think I remember to tell this girl to shut up. And I was like, you're, and then she had this massive rant yeah. about about private schools. And, this, and I was like, can I just ask you? Like, I said to her, I said, you probably, oh, no, I'm not even going to say what I said because I don't want get to get into trouble and hot the person up. But I, I basically asked her about assumption. I said, I bet you're this kind of person that comes from this background. You live in this particular area and you went to this particular school. She said, yeah, how did I know? I said, because what's come out of your bloody mouth. And I said, that's that's the problem. And I said, can you not see that on problem with all the things you said to me? You're talking from such a okay. position of privilege and you're yeah. you're talking to me in such a condescending manner, yeah. so, which is what I often find happens to be the case. So she, what was, she doing this, about, was she doing this kind of like, I'm almost like I'm super socially aware and I understand yes, your struggle. Yes, and, yes. And, and I am so aware. Yes, I'm yes, so yes, aware yeah, that I okay, can yeah. tell you this. And, that, and that's the thing. And that's, that's the thing sometimes <laughs> you find is that often like, it's like one extreme to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you find that when people have gone down this conveyor belt and then suddenly you make them feel very uncomfortable. Mm. I often like making people feel uncomfortable by asking them a couple of questions about their life. Well, mm. Yeah. Because actually, quite frankly, I have the right to. Mm. And I don't care. And sometimes I will do. I don't actually care. Sometimes, because I'm, I'm. We've you said this before. I'm tired of all this. I'm tired. You have yeah. to forgive me for swearing, but I'll do it one time. And this, I'm tired of all this bullshit, right? Mm. That we hear about yeah. this. I, I understand the Cambridge idea. I get it. I get why they're doing it. I get mm. why they're conscious to do it. But really, the, the, you know, we can talk and say how much this is going to be um, an educational experience for Cambridge. But one, this isn't being done in the proper fashion. Mm. I'm, I haven't even spoken or podcast, so let me have my five minute thing. And I'll no, shut yeah, up no, no, no. Do, do your thing, right? So. This thing isn't even done at a college level. So they're not even going to investigate why certain colleges are richer than others, why certain colleges are older than others, the kind of, the, the systems, the, the deep entrenchment, right? Mm. That's the thing, you, you, Bilal, you said earlier that, um, you know, all universities should be having a look at this. True, but it's like Animal Farm. Certain universities are more equal than others in the UK. Wow. And there are two in particular that are, yep. right? So, and these, if any, if, you, if, if any university is going to have benefited from, from slavery, colonialism, mm. them being two different, but there's an overlap. It's obviously going to be Oxford and Cambridge without a shadow of a yeah, doubt. We all know that They're among the oldest and also the wealthiest. There so, you go. Yeah. But the question now is, what is the outcome of this going to have? There probably won't be any change in the education. There might be a module about in some history, optional module. Mm. That, mm. Oh, come and learn about the colonialism of Cambridge. Oh, there great. Might be we're like teaching a Tony this Morrison module. I don't know. Yeah, kind of, mm. kind of, kind of like some elective module that you mm. can go into. It isn't going to change anything. Mm. Uh, is there going to be a fund to help? Um, uh, Black students in particular, I am going to say black and ethnic minorities, because quite frankly, we know that other ethnic minorities have taken advantage of this when they don't even need help themselves. I'm not even going to get into that argument anyway. So is it going to help black students? Probably not. And I should caveat that and say, okay, we know that, we know that like the outreach efforts at Oxford and Cambridge, we, we understand that this is different. That's, the, that's, that's another point. Mm. And, and, and another point is generally, well, the final point really to, to sum this up is it isn't really going to change anything. So I personally, I understand why they're doing it. 
Mm. But what's the conclusion going to be? Probably what, nothing. What, why do you think they're doing it? Why do I think they're doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think I think they're doing it because they feel like because pressure. of <laughs> pressure, moral responsibility. Mm. They understand like they understand that there is potentially a changing of tide. We've discussed this before that to be mm. black is to be popular. Maybe not necessarily in academic circles, mm. but actually they recognise that the um, the demographic in the UK is changing. Yeah, and. Everybody, not everybody, it's like everybody's mixing with everyone, save for the land and gentry that want to keep their bloodline as pure as possible, right? Um, but it's like they recognize this. They also, rec they just recognize that the world is changing and probably merging. Everybody will end up looking some kind of olive skin color or some kind of off-white color eventually. Do you know what I mean? It's about or whatever. Being cool. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's it to me does mm. feel like a form of, I don't like the word virtual signaling because it feels yeah. too panderish, snowflakeish, whatever like, you want to call it. It, it looks, feels it like looks, that. It looks right. Optically, what, it looks good. What, do mm. you, um, do you not think that it might be that, um, so we've discussed like what the zeitgeist of today is, i.e. Yeah. people are trying to be more socially aware, whether it's, um, whether it's intentional, whether it's, um, you know, it's, uh, what's the word? Intentional, not intentional, um, genuine, whether it's mm. a genuine attempt or whether it's to be cool, but we've established that this is the zeitgeist of the time, right? Um, in the 19th century, um, we could say, we could argue that the current, that, that the zeitgeist of that time was, you know, uh, racial, scientific racism, you, yep. um, eugenics, all this stuff, right? Yep. So Cambridge University being an elite uh, research uh, educational institution, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you not think that perhaps in their pursuit of trying to be at the, the, the vanguard of um, research and um, education and study, that, yeah. that they're doing this because of that? So less about it being like, you know, we, we're doing this to, um, you know, some form of reparations for black students or whatever, but more just because of its, um, the way that the institution sees itself as being as on the vanguard of research. So why didn't it, I mean. why, yes, but why didn't it do it any earlier then? Be, well, my point is, is that everything happens because of what the kind of, the, the zeitgeist, the, the, the kind of, the thinking. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, do you see what I mean? So maybe maybe, so, maybe someone has come to their senses and said, oh, maybe we do need to investigate this actually, regardless of what people say. Yeah, more. Does it, it, is less, it important who's at the forefront of doing this? Okay, so this is another um, important thing to mention. Um, so the person that is um, in charge of the commission for this is, is, a, white, is a white man. And a lot of people have oh, been um, criticizing this. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... What do we think of that, guys? I mean, obviously, it sounds like a, it sounds like a massive own goal. Like, you know, you set up this big two-year investigation, and then you have you know you oppressor one See, on one. Like, this, 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 this is the thing. This, uh, this Tom's is not thing. impressed. No, I'm not. I'm I'm actually like I'm. I mean, naturally, in most things, I'm a cynic anyway, as you guys know. I'm cynical about most things in life anyway. Mm -hmm. But all right, so. This is going to sound really bad, but could Cambridge not even try to, I don't even want to say this, but being as cynical as I possibly can, could Cambridge not even try to find a token black academic who would actually have half an interest in trying to do this? Mm. I mean, they have, they have the, um, they have many, what's it called? They, they have, have the, do you know what I mean? They have the Centre of African from... Studies. Yeah, 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 no, I know. But, so but like, they, they for not, and whatever reason, they couldn't find one. <laughs> they wanted to, you know, you, you want to make this investigation and you want to... Well, maybe that highlights a really important point and that there aren't enough black academics in yeah, Cambridge we, we, to do it. But there's not, <laughs> enough, there's not enough black academics. In the country, in the, in the country mate. Country. Well, yeah. In yeah, the before country. we even get to Cambridge, yeah. Do you so, know what I mean? Mm. So, so maybe, maybe, there, maybe there is that issue to, to factor out mm. as well. Mm. But I mean, it's the, it's the thing is, is that... Okay, so if things, anyone listening wants to like be that black academic, go find it. 
do it. I wonder if they like they they reached out to black academics. I, d- I doubt it. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, no. No. Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's maybe. Been, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm more sure. More cynical than I am. The investigation is taking place with um the collaboration. Or at least I think the the Center of African Studies in Cambridge is yeah. supposed to be leading it. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if they've actually reached out to um black academics outside of the whole Cambridge. Um, maybe. Cambridge, um, but you, you know what? When when I, when I saw this ti- when I saw this headline, right, and yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, um, I didn't look into it too much. I wasn't bothered to because as soon mm. as I saw it come out on the Guardian, Independent, all these you know papers, I was mm. like, oh okay. I was like, okay, just you know, no, I'm not going to say it was bollocks because it isn't. There potentially could be some good to come out of this. Yeah, but I was just like, it just feels. I, I said this last season. I haven't said it this time. It just, it's what, what I call top of cycle. It's like activism, social activists on Twitter, right? Mm. You know, I have, thank God I haven't been on that bloody thing for ages. Mm. I probably haven't been on it in ages. Don't even care to look. Yeah, mm. Patrick. Mm. Mm. What? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Man, but it's, but... It's, it's, it's like that. It's like, it just, it just, it just reminds me of, it just there's a parallel with just like um, social activists on Twitter who aren't mm. bloody social activists or influencers, whatever the bloody hell that means. You know what I mean? It's kind of mm. like that. Oh, we're Cambridge. We're the bastion of education and stuff like that, and whatever. And oh, by the way, this is a very topical issue in the UK. So mm. actually, why don't we finally do something about it? Yet this could have been maybe it could have been done earlier. Maybe not. Mm. But like you said, it's about so, it's about what's on the lens and stuff. I like mean, that. But, yeah. I mean, you know. You, People will say like, you know, the second best time to do anything is now. Like there may yeah. have been a better time, but old, the second best old, time. Old Chinese proverb says that the best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But it's, it's you know so what I mean? My, 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 my question is then, because um, there will be people listening to this thinking, you know, well, it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you, if you don't, right? So what would be ideally, you know, the, the best approach to doing something like this? I mean, I've already said my piece of, on what I think, it should look like. I feel like this should just be the start of a process of decolonization. Um, we're, I mean, we're all very, you know, we're all very cynical about yeah. this. Um, I and I, I probably I don't. Hate. I probably don't. I probably don't think. No, I don't think that that is. You know, like we're gonna have like this kind of free decolonization of education, whatever. Of but I not. think ideally that would be the thing. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Should this should look like? What should happen? So Quaker, bro, what do you? Yeah, Quaker, what do you think, man? Been quiet. Oh, I don't know, like you said, like I heard the uh, headline news around it and it didn't really move me to really explore it further. <clears throat> so, Excuse me. Um, I think if it's something that's going to be done and I mean, it's already been commissioned, um, there should be an end result which benefits the, you know, this, the descendants of, of people that are affected by the slave trade. Um, whether that's going to happen or not, I'm somewhat sceptical, but, you know, I'll, I'll keep my, um, I'll reserve my judgments until... Two years down the line. I'm with him. I'm very skeptical about such exercises mm. because I don't think they have any conclusions. And it's like, mm. whenever you talk to anyone mm. about discussions on reparations, people wince and they say, it's the classic argument you hear, that was ages ago, that was ages ago, yeah. and all of that stuff. Mm. And I've, I've, I've just come to accept that reparations is something that we'll probably never, never be able to see. Whether you want them or not, it's a different question, but it's something we'll never be able to see because the powers that be will not allow them to happen. And they'll say, you need to get on with your life. This is a narrative we've heard several times. Um, and I think this exercise almost might be done in the same vein. It might be done at the end 
I don't know why I'm being so skeptical, but this is just what I feel. And it's just like, mm. okay, well, here we We've got no content. reason to think otherwise. Be yeah, and this is the thing. And I'm, I'm tired. Exactly. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, I'm actually... Mm. We had a discussion on, I think it was racism a while back. And Bilal, you didn't speak for the whole episode. And then it, and you said, I'm tired. I'm actually <laughs> tired of, of this kind of... Because it it's, it's a nice thing to discuss. And it's definitely nice to discuss on the podcast. But when I think about it, honestly, it can be such a circular thing to discuss. Who knows if, you know, if God allows our children might be discussing the same bloody thing in how many years to mm. come. Do you know what I mean? So do, do you agree with Trevor Phillips then in that um, what they should be doing more then is investigating ways to, you know, make a future more equal, more um, rather than sort of looking back into history? I, I, haven't, and... I haven't seen exactly what Trevor, Trevor has said entirely. So let me see. If I can pull it up. No, no, it's okay. But, okay, no, please. And, and, but... I ultimately, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm tired of hearing about the past because again, that's a dangerous, that's a slippery slope to go under and say, I'm going to put the past under the rug. Mm. But I am, I am. Some people can't forget the past. No, no, no. But that's the, but the thing is, it's like, we can't. Can't end there. We can't, we can't end at thinking, we can't. Yeah, the past has to always, we always have to bear it in mind as we go forward. Yeah, the past needs to be as, as part of, the future. But the important thing is that we have to go forwards. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the, we can't forget, the, but the important thing is that we go forwards. And sometimes I feel like these kind of discussions about, sometimes if framed in a wrong way about reparations and investigations and this and this and this, sometimes can be a backwards thing to do. Mm. That's my problem with it. If it becomes more about recognizing the past and less about recognizing why the past isn't irrelevant for the future i agree with you do you know what i mean and it's it's, it's obviously a fine line because you you cannot i in my opinion anyway you cannot come and say oh forget the past because that's rubbish because that the, you, the 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 present where you are now is the culmination of mm. the past do you know mm. what i mean yep. and sometimes mm. a past that, that, that you don't even have anything but to also do that with. that statue that history that 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 reason to me might be a big thing Oh, of course. And uh, of course, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a fine line, but I'm saying that ultimately it's about, it's about, I mean, it's, it's, a, there's, there's it's such a, a wider discussion, but it's you not. Think, so revisionist history, like revisionist. 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 I can't even say Revisionist. Revisionist history is useful in the sense that it gives us a new lens to see the world, right? If we become seeing the world through revisionist history, Perhaps there's like a, there's something not cool with that. If like we always want to see history through like our own lens, is that what you're saying? I got to think about that one, but no, what sort of, sort of. I'm saying like, okay, we try and we try and look through a different lens. But if all we're doing is trying to look at the world in a different lens, then how have we got time to look forwards? And try and create a better forwards for ourselves. You know what I mean? And that's the balance that we have to struggle with. And this this harks back to the fact that some people never have to think about the bloody past. Yeah. Some people just think forwards. Some people just sit on the conveyor yeah, yeah, that yeah, goes yeah, forwards. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's okay. what I'm saying. Mm. So I'm saying we're trying to do it's like every the whole point of I've always said that I think the whole point of parenthood, this is like a wider principle, is to do better and to create a better life for your children. And that, that it's a it's a domino effect. They carry on, they carry on, they carry on. Mm. That requires Especially if you're ethnic minority, especially if you're black, that requires the that requires you to look backwards and forwards in some kind of almost schizophrenic mind do you, state. Do you, do you think that um like wealthier 
people, uh, like what, let's say like white middle class people, yeah. do you think that they they think about that just as much? Like no. having to provide a future for their kids that was better than th- their 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 upbringing. Uh, yeah, but I I don't for I, me I, I feel like it's more of a, a question of main yeah like maintaining it's, rather it's, than it's like just ma- yeah, driving yeah, yeah. to it's not see the the thing is this I like, mean I don't know I'm just I'd agree with that I I'm don't hypothesize no I, I I'd agree with that because I, I think I think with us our parents are thinking I came to this country I was a cleaner. My son, my daughter has done well. They've done mm. leaps and bounds. Hopefully my children will do leaps and bounds and leaps and bounds and yeah. leaps and bounds. Other people don't have to think about that stuff. Do you know eventually, what I mean? Eventually, like, if, if we were to do that for every single generation, eventually, you know, how much better can your life get? Do you see what I'm saying? And that's, oh, why, then, that's, that's why I said that. Like, oh, yeah. Eventually, I mean, like, low, wanna... low, low base. So, yeah. Low base or low starting point means high growth. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I, there probably is a point where it plateaus. In terms of how far you can jump in leaps and bounds. I'm mounts. intrigued in wrapping this conversation up. Yeah, I, I found um, Trevor Phillips's bit, if you wanted to. I didn't even think I was going to talk today, and I was mad <laughs> tired. Of so basically, he, 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 he called it virtue signaling yeah. on steroids, um, wow. and uh, which was only initiated to make white liberal academics feel better about themselves. Um, he goes on to say that, um, so the university's decision to investigate how it benefited from the slave trade, calling on its... Um, so yeah, basically, he called on the vice chancellor to change the future rather than attempt to rewriting, attempting to rewrite the past. So that's basically what his thoughts were on it. Um, and I don't know, it's intellectual masturbation for a bunch of academics, yeah, who cynically aren't speaking, think about, yeah. who aren't going to think about life going forwards. Mm. The question, the question ultimately is: is how does life get better going forwards? I think, I mean, wrapping. In terms of wrapping this discussion up, I think it's about actually putting. So, for example, the the fact that a white man is leading this this investigation, I don't think that. I mean, you've already shot yourself in the foot. That's Wahala number one. Yeah, I think you need to actually start putting the right people in place to actually conduct these investigations yeah. and lead it's these like, decolonization It's like getting projects. flipping Jacob Rees Mogg to investigate Wimrush, but <laughs> not that he did. But for example, yeah. I've said what I think, bro. I ain't even like. <laughs> you look what... tired. I'm, I'm, uh, from this, I mean, not week. tired, tired. Yeah, but from no, this. no. I mean, yeah. I think, I think everything that's been said so far. I think we're all in agreement, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you mean as far as like, what I want to see moving forward with this, mm. man? It's a hard question, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I want. You know what I want? Ultimately, yeah. I want Cambridge to be. And big up George, because he mentioned this as well. And he's mentioned this a couple of times as well. I want Cambridge to be like one, um, an acceptable place for black kids to go and study. Um, one, in their eyes. Two, in the eyes of teachers prior to university that like to put their grades down, as we've heard this several times. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that has this or these two things. And there are other things as well, but these are the main points. Mm-hmm. I want it to be acceptable in the eyes of kids. I want it to be acceptable in the eyes of teachers that the kids can go regardless of the color of their skin mm-hmm. and not just, ah, oh, they're incapable. Put them down the wing and let them play football and PE on a bloody Wednesday afternoon and make them play county football. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what this has to do with that. Well, what, do you know what I mean? What people would argue is that this is about changing the environment of this university. So like, if you start to rename, like, so like if you have buildings that are named after people that benefited from slavery or slave trade, um, slave, slave owners or whatever else, all of that contributes to an environment that which is, is hostile. Which is, yeah, it's hostile and it's suffocating for someone that is, that is not white, essentially. The thing is, I don't believe, I don't believe that 
But my point is that it's about changing the, the yeah. mentality and the culture of that space. So if you, if you start to attack, you know, white supremacy, at least if you start with slavery, for me, that's, this is why I say this, is, it, this should be the start of a decolonization process. This is not one isolated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I, I, I agree with all of you, you, you guys' cynicism. Like, I don't think that, you know, this, this doesn't happen in our world. This is something that happens in an ideal situation. Do you see what I mean? But that's for me what I think should happen. I think you're saying, I don't understand how this, this correlates, but for me, that's how it would correlate in an ideal I situation. But I understood. it's not an ideal situation. Understood. No, I understood. So. understood. And, and, where, and, where, and, and it remains to be seen whether they actually have an investigation. One, actually come up with a, with a quantum and say, this is the magnitude. Yep. Two, actually say, this is what we do. We change faculty names and all of these things, bearing in mind, bearing in mind. And again, this is me being really skeptical and possibly, possibly telling falsehoods here, but possibly that families of people who have benefited and who have had departments and statues and buildings and accommodation like all, sites named after them. I think all of that is up for like that. They've, they've mentioned that. But here's, an, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. These people, yeah, their families have probably contributed from a <laughs> they've given, you know, they've given donations and contributed to endowment funds, probably. Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah, true. I'm yeah. speaking out of pure ignorance here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you have this two-year investigation. Um you think you think if a family continues to contribute, they're gonna say, right, sorry, we can't do this anymore because all of a sudden uh, 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 uh we've done this investigation. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, like, come on, continue to give us our coins. Mm, yeah. Me being very skeptical here, you can tell. But yeah, no, you know what I mean? I hear you. The reality is nothing probably will change. The reality is that this, this, you know, the the the, the Leviathan of hostility <laughs> that you see. My God, strong word. <laughs> the Leviathan of hostility, which we've all encountered, right? <laughs> um, it's like a large ship, which is very difficult to turn around. Yeah. Right, unless someone goes and breaks the rudder or forces the rudders to be propelled mm. in a different direction, mm, mm, and mm. <laughs> you, for, for the love of God Almighty, you have a white person running this flipping committee. Now they're cool white people in this earth, innit? Let's not, let's not, mm. you know. I'm not, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say various things that people may have said. But anyway, 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 I'm not gonna be bad mind. Anyway, I'm not gonna be bad mind towards all white people. But the point being is. How how is this ship going to suddenly be 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 irreversible? Be be changed. Mm, mm. How is this ship even going to steer course? How it, are we going to reverse? How are we going to reverse the things that are already in place? Hey, blood, can we just wrap up, please? Because I feel like my blood pressure's going no, up. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not no, going to no, lie. There's something really powerful in what's been said this mm. whole podcast, which is about the colonial project being like an irreversible project. Yeah, yeah, it's um, hard to. And whether or not we're willing to like actually question history and turn history back into the hands of the people that should own history. Because if history has been written by the people who've had power, what does that mean for the people who haven't? And what Mm -hmm. does that mean for like the way that we've told history? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for the colonial project in universities such as Cambridge Mm -hmm. and in all universities in a way that like we've been telling Mm -hmm. and retelling the stories of like the narrative of who has power. Mm. Um, there's a real question for all of us to hold, which is like, are we ready to like retell history in a different way? Which is what we've been trying to explore. Mm. And I don't know if we are. Um, maybe we're not. And that's exciting. That's exciting to be like, well, there's a new way to tell history. Let's let's go do it. Mm. Um 
be know. nice. It'd be, oh God. It'd be nice if. Uh, oh, you still got stuff to say? Nah, not anymore, actually. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up now. No, go on, say what you're going to nah, say. No, I was just going to. Because I'm not going to say oh, I'd be nice, but. I don't know, like, what happens if the conclusion of the report, apart from quantum and other such things, is that <laughs> Cambridge is an institutionally racist. Institution, <laughs> and you know, people people who have been in the UK knows exactly where that that comes from. If you don't, maybe please look is. up the the inquiry on um, Stephen Lawrence. Maybe and, and you'd understand where that quote comes from exactly. And I wonder what happens if something like that happens. Maybe I wonder. Uh, and the thing is, What's like, thing? are we willing? Are we are we going to be okay with some of our biggest institutions coming out and being like, we're actually <laughs> I'm institutionally happy. racist? I'm happy with that. Yeah, let's do it, man. But you like, see, yeah. the mass Put them under the spotlight and like, let's, let's do it let's, let's move forward And let's do it And let's say that these institutions Are fucking racist And homophobic And all the other things And let's do it And let's just start Labelling what they are So that we can move forward mm. Anyway um, It's been a nice <laughs> podcast Agreed um, <laughs> I've been Bilal That's been Patrick and Tommy Dyer Hello And, and a little bit of Tommy crazy. Hey Yo, yo, yo. Um, yeah, man. Um, check us out. We're actually nominated for an award, so please, please, please vote for us. Like we're nominated for an award on the 18th of May is our award ceremony. We're up with like some of the biggest some some of the biggest podcasts in the country. It's madness. So please, like, if you can't at least turn up to the event, please vote for us. We love you so much. Um, email us at otbpodcastuk at gmail.com uh, Twitter at otbpodcastuk and that's the rest of it in a bit Bye.